podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. Coming at you from the capital city, London. How you doing, bud? I've been better. You've been better. We got the largest you? time difference, expected time difference. It's just a massive this week. XTD off the chart. <laughs> so let's get your sadness out of your way. How'd you do? How'd you do this week? Another red. Another another day. Another dollar. Just a bad bad week. Again. The hit was good. Yeah, the hit was good. I, I, it's funny now that we were doing our Friday pod. It's like a little bit less on my mind because I feel like, oh yeah, we talked about this already. But right. uh, most people yeah, don't I, know about it. Yeah, I, I jumped in head first into the shallow end of the pool, and I got Kane in for a hit, and I got Vardy in. I took out Mo, and I took out Pookie, um, Captain Kane. I mean, he was close to a brace, I guess. He had like an offsides. He was in clean that time on the second half. And, you know, he looked good. They looked good. Um, and then Vardy, obviously, like that fucking bullshit with the retake or whatever. And then he scores a billion points as usual. So that hurt me more than helped me. Um, you know, another another game without a Liverpool clean sheet, of course. So that was great. Obviously, two huge pieces of shit in my team that I hated and have been hating for at least a month. Rico and Mount, I still haven't started both, so that was smart. Combined Even one point there. Oh, yeah, I love to see that. And then the Raz goal chalked off. I was definitively, very clearly offsides from the uh, the replay. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. There was definitely <laughs> enough evidence to overturn that. You could not argue that he was possibly onsides. He was very offside. So that that was a good good enforcement of VAR. Glad <laughs> VAR's in the game. That was helpful. And yeah, I'm just, you know, red arrowing, having a fucking absolute nightmare, and I just want to take more hits. And maybe I will. Maybe you will. Yeah. yeah. Spiraling a little bit. We need to we need to cauterize your wounds. I mean, I haven't had a green arrow in like a month and a half. I don't know what that is at this point. It's just Yeah, this is really weird for you. It's very abnormal for you. Yeah, I mean it's just insane. You're doing things that I usually do. Well, it's like I've been just being really patient all season, and then it's been bad because I'm stupid. So great, right? I don't even know what color arrow I'm on right now because the website says I'm on 39 points, but I took a minus eight, so I'm on 31 points. But my vice captain is Vardy, so I'm actually plus 12 there. And then I still have Hayden and Gilbert to go tonight, so I I have no idea where I'm at. I think I'm doing fine. Well, you're um, gonna get four. You'll get four more points. Plus to, four, from two, yeah. Net from your four. two guys, plus Vardy's four. So you're gonna get. So like I'm on forty three, which is like close to like overall average, and then plus two guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had what fifty two points this week. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not flying. There's no chance of flight. Um, what is what is flight? Yeah, the flight is. What the gone. fuck is that? Fighter, fighter, flight, and I'm just frighting instead but if Gilbert cleans or something like that I could actually end up on a green I think so whatever I, I had a psychotic episode took a minus eight for those who didn't hear Friday my life I got rid of Cho Kelly Loton and Pookie Pookie's first return in like seven weeks obviously Everton thank you um, for Matto Gilbert or VVD and Connolly um, the Connolly move was like two weeks ago and so the 
you know, the red flag didn't exist back then. But yeah, I mean, yeah, VVD, I don't really know why I got him. I, I still expect Liverpool cleans in the next four good fixtures. <laughs> but like in hindsight, I was looking at it. I was like, wait, why didn't I just get like Pereira or some shit? Or, you know, like well, you some- had. That you had three Leicester, that's why. Well, we I didn't, but I didn't even think about it. It's more of the concern. I was just like, yeah, I need to get a Liverpool guy now that they have like good run of fixtures. But like, lol at me, they're not going to keep it clean all season. So, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't you know, whatever. Matter. The Matto goal know. gets chalked off on the retake. That was that was really bad for me. Uh, Gilbert TBD. So I don't know. I'm not positive on the minus eight, but I like my team a lot better and. That's cool. And also, I wouldn't have even... Not sure I would have fielded 11 if I didn't take the hit this week because of uh, Moe's zero along with Cho and Loten not playing. So You would definitely would not have fielded 11. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know. I'm lucky to get my vice-captain Vardy and Mo almost subbed on and then Bob bailed Liverpool and bailed me out. Um, the Pope clean, Pope back-to-back nine-pointers is very bad for me as Gaz clean gets wiped, but... I thought Spurs looked good and defensively were pretty good, so I still I still definitely have faith there. You know, as Moose first game in charge, um, you know, Kev got his random deflected goal that was good. Vardy stats were huge. Matto stats were good. You know, I, I feel relatively okay. Um, housekeeping: there's no point with the Monday match and auto subs and all that shit. So we'll do it next week. Next game week is the final one for November mug. So it's a big one coming up. Um, so moving on, dude. Yeah. What's up? Um, where do you want to start? Fucking, I don't fucking know, dude. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. Maybe we just start. want to just let's just go with Spurs again. We started with right, them last week, right. and it's they're kind of fun to talk about all of a sudden. But um, do it said. What What are your thoughts on Ollie versus Son? With Ollie being cheaper, and I think that Lucas Mora is also really under the radar. I'm not seeing anyone talk about him for some reason, but I thought he was really good and really attacking. Um, I don't know. Who do you like? Are, like, are you targeting these guys already? Um, well, I guess it, it's gonna also. Well, okay. Well, I have Kane, so that's one thing. But so I have like, I'm definitely in a Captain Kane this week against fucking Edward Howe. That piece of shit. He can get fucked. So that's a good thing for Remember me. Remember when Bournemouth defense was legit and we needed to start paying attention to it? That was funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, why are you bringing Rico back up? You just want to like injure my. Injure my psyche before we start talking about you know other things. I'm just bringing up Spurs scoring goals versus Bournemouth. Yeah, Um, I mean, to me, it looked like for midfielders, you're going to get what you pay for. Kind of. I mean, we were talking on Friday, like we were a little bit unsure about kind of what they'd look like. I mean, I got Kane in with the expectation that it would kind of just be like he's going to be Costa and he's going to be like up yep. there and in and around it and he was, you know, he looked good. He did he was driving Diva like a little bit back yeah, he, into there was midfield like the middle, middle link, but third of the match he was just like yeah. not really that involved, but at the beginning yeah. and the end he was he was in there. Yeah, like on pens. I mean, I think that Kane is definitely someone to think about and look at. Um but in terms of the midfield, it does seem a little bit of like you get what you pay for. Um, Son was kind of like looked like that kind of hazard role, just like cutting in, and you know he looked good, right? He, I mean, he looked so really good. good. He's all, yeah. he's always good, and he had a little bounce, so he looked good. He's I mean, he's really expensive, but 
you know, it's not hard to imagine that he's going to be in the points for, you know, for the medium term. I think I saw someone on Slack talking about he's like set to go back to Asia in a couple weeks though for some fucking make believe games yeah, against I like North, North Korea up, or something. And someone else on Slack said that it's only domestic players in that. Oh, great. Okay, it's not so like it's not the main Asian Cup, it's a different Asian Cup. So okay. I'm not, okay. I'm really not sure actually. We need to like yeah. look that up before, okay. you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Sun looks good. I mean, he's going to shoot. He was creating some chances, and he's you know he's a handful. And Ali like looked good, like eye test IRL, you know, like playing that ten. Yeah. But his stats weren't really that good for FPL. Like he was kind of linking and setting everything up. He was like the engine, but I mean, he made some runs in there. But I mean, I, I think he's going to definitely be in points as well. Well, so this is the thing with the Mo teams, right? I mean, they have four players who are going to get all the points. So, you know, it's basically going to be like, you know, you get who you can get in and then you just wait and see what happens, sort of. And like, same with Lucas, like I, like you're mentioning, right? He's only seven million. And I do think that that's a pretty nice differential out there on the wing. I mean, he's definitely not as good as Sun, but he's also like three million less. Yeah. And his stats were massive out of control. And he also fucked up that one like ridiculous. Yeah. He had that one good chip. Yeah. But, you know, then it's still the kind of thing where it was one game. Erickson didn't start. So what are we going to be doing here? Like, is this Erickson bombed out and he's just an impact sub? I mean, it could be, but obviously he doesn't play wing. But just like, is he going to fuck around with things? I mean, Lamel is yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Lamel is out for a while, but you know, we don't know. I guess that's a little bit stupid to have that impact your decisions there. But I mean, I guess Son and Lucas. I mean, Son's obviously not going to be dropped. He's like their best player. But Lucas is like a little bit worrying for those reasons. But at seven million, I mean, that's the kind of like differential that I definitely like a lot. Like he's the kind of like Ali. I feel like is going to be more of like a ticking guy, and you know he got an assist, and you know his baps like weren't that good. He finished up on twenty, which in a game with an assist like is like okay. But he's you know he's not going to be like that kind of like Kevin player, right? Where they normally get you know baps because he's going to like turn it over a lot and shit like that. So. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's what you get, what you pay for. I guess. I, I guess I'm talking myself into Lucas over Ali a little bit here, but I do yeah, like Ali a lot. Based off what do you of think? one game, which is again nothing. Lucas seems better than Ali. If we think Ali's just going to tick with like maybe an assist a game, like he didn't really get any shots in the box, not that many touches in the box. Meanwhile, Lucas had basically three massive chances. Um, you know, which is great, and and the goal he scored was a tap in from a really nice ball from Sun. So I'm like, yeah, if, if Lucas is scoring goals and he's what a million and a half cheaper, that might be the like Schroeder move. Even though Ali kind of bossed the actual match and was better IRL. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm basically with you there. I mean, I think Sun is their best. He's been their best attacker for maybe two and a half years now, and he still is. And yeah, he has clear license to get as far forward as he wants and cut in all the time and take as many shots as he wants, so that's good. And Kane, in and out of the game. Um, you know, was happy to, he was happy to drop deep and let Ali and Son and Lucas all run beyond him, which is fine. And he got in the box and got on the end of one as well. So I think, yeah, I think they looked really good. Um, I think that probably is going to be their front four. You know, Mo. 
doesn't rotate much or no yeah i would i agree and i was looking yeah. at their champions league stuff and they might be able to get away with a b team for one of these games of the, of the next two so yeah it seems like he's going to just ride these horses and see where see where they take him at this moment yeah lucas um, is under the radar sort of a perfect player for him i mean he's willianish you know like he's super fast he works super hard he never tires he has goals in him. He can cross. You know, that speaks the right language. Speaks the right language. Loves God. It's just like you know, <laughs> everything you need right there. The other thing too, I guess, to mention is Rea. I mean, at four yeah, eight, you yeah. know, we kind of saw there was that nice Cox article up there saw, talking about how they were attacking down the right. And I mean, Bave, well, this is one actually thing we have to yeah, have to say next game. Thing. Yeah, yeah, Bavis obviously is a slow piece of shit. I don't know what happened <laughs> to his career, but. He got hurt and then Rose came in. So, I mean, it was very clear like Davis was playing defense and Aria was playing not defense. So, they were going building up through the right there. So, I mean, maybe that's going to affect Sun if, if Rose comes in. I don't know if, I mean, Ro- I don't know, pick your poison who's worse at defending than Rose versus Aria. I mean, that's just like, you're <laughs> fucked. They're both so bad. So, I don't know how he's going to deal with that. But it might be like Foyth or Vertongen might be the answer at fullback, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he could just drop Aurier, have Rose do the same thing. But then it kind of is going to be, is that like with Sun playing on the left? Like, is he going to have to have more defensive responsibilities? Like, if they're playing, if they're going to be attacking with the fullback there, is he going to, I think, I don't know. The fact that one of the fullbacks is essentially third center back always for him, for, for Mourinho teams, I think. In possession. Yeah. Is basically just, the they don't have to check that far back always because there's always the center back to cover. It's, yeah, so, so it hoping. doesn't really matter the midfielders. Yeah, because even or, in this match, it's not like Lucas was wasn't yeah, reserved right. at yeah. all, even though Oria was attacking. You know. Yeah, yeah, you still have and you still have Dyer and the shit house is there and right. Well, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I think. But Ori is good, yeah. Ori, yeah. I mean, four eight is. I had to. I thought. I just assumed he was like five three or something, like all the other guys. But I mean, four eight is really cheap, and he was getting forward a lot. And you know, I mean, they let up the two goals like very late on, a little bit squeaky bum for them. Yeah, but in general, they bossed the game. They bossed the game. Yeah, yeah, they bossed the game, and. So yeah, I mean, if you get that fullback who's going to be attacking, you know, he's that's like a little bit out of position ish, like not a hundred percent, but you know, you you know, a little bit. But yeah, that's something to, something to monitor. But it definitely yeah. seems like Spurs is like a good differential like place to go. I guess Son is going to slowly make his way into more and more teams. Yeah, the next, I think like, he two priced weeks, rose last guess. night, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'll rise again before yeah, the weekend. Uh, and you know, I mean, home Bournemouth is a really good fixture. They look completely lost right now. Right. And um, I mean, at United, that's going to just be the fucking banter fest of the life. Yeah, really. But then they have biggest banter. Then they have like Burnley Wolves, home Chelsea. You know, that's goals in it. Obviously, Chelsea away can't defend for their fucking lives. They have home Brighton at Norwich at Southampton. So you know, they have a pretty good run for a while and. You know, this is going to be a team that probably won't rotate much, and they look like, you know, some some good picks there. So, yeah, Spurs, Spurs are good. What do you think? I mean, between Sun and Kane, what do you think there? Because I know, like, you know, a lot of people are just like, if they're going to be rejiggering, it's going to be they'll have this decision. You know, like if they're going to be like, okay, yeah, it's no, so or hard, whatever. right? I mean, Sun went up last night. They're basically the same price. Not actually. Never mind. Strike there's that. A mil- there's a million. Yeah, in still, it. A, still a million. And I thought it was closer for some reason. Still a million. It. I mean. I don't know how much how much are pens tipping the scales because I think without pens it would be very clearly Sun is just 
better player. You want him more, a million cheaper. He's just great. Um, with pens, maybe it tilts slightly, but pens are very unpredictable. When are they going to happen, etc.? So I don't know. I think with the mill, with people moving at like Salah's mass exodus, etc., I think people have money. People are still getting rid of Raz and shit. I think Sun just makes a lot more sense for like the current team structures probably. He just slots right in as like that premium guy that you you go down to to make some money and then you know rejig the rest of your team from there yeah i think that probably makes sense but yeah i don't know i mean it's still but like Kane, Lucas, Kane's great there's no yeah, like Kane, yeah he's he's just gonna score a lot of goals i feel so yeah, I confident mean, in that so i mean you know part of like what we talked on friday what my reasoning for bringing kane in is just that like i mean obviously the pens but he's just the absolute like Player that's going to play ninety every second he can yeah, handle over this yeah. period. Like he's just going to be the workhorse and playing forward. Even if he's not back to like two seasons ago, Kane, where he's taking like six or eight shots a game, he's still just going to be central. And with the pens and stuff, I expect him to just you know fall into points. And you know it was a good sign with the first game, so I definitely like him. And I don't know. I guess it, it is also. I mean, like Lucas. I mean, Lucas had three big chances this, Dude, yesterday. Like that's dumb. Game. Yeah, I mean that's like a dumb number. And I mean he's you know he's someone to also look at. Like just figuring it out. I mean he's three million less than Sun. Like I don't know with your formation or whatever. I don't know. Just saying about yeah, Lucas. I, I really think the Lucas pick might be like a really shrewd good one. That like I don't know if I was redoing my minus eight this week. I would be taking Lucas over Matto and yeah. be much happier with that, I think. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, that's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of city attackers, I mean, yeah, the Raz Exodus as well keeps continuing. We got a, got a few questions here. Jeff D is thinking about Kevin to Sun. There you have it. Um, Bryce and Nar both wondering about the Coon injury and how that affects Raz. Chris on Slack, is Raz still the shit or is he just shit? And then Eric B basically just saying, what would need to happen for the people still holding Raz, aka both you and me, to sell him? Well, first of all, the Coon injury, like I am, would be, if I didn't just transfer in Kane, I would be running to get Jesus in, like immediately. I don't, I don't know. I've seen like no chatter about him. I don't really understand that. I mean, he's nine five. He's gonna be playing striker there. I think that that's just like a no brainer. Like if you have the, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just like I would just uh, that would be my number one priority. Probably even ahead of Sun this week would be like, can I get Jesus in? Um, I mean, he said Kuhn's going to be out for like a couple weeks or a few weeks or whatever. Yeah. I mean, who the fuck knows how long that's going to last? But, but also I mean, you in the might, picture pile up, that's like eight matches. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is you might be able to ride Jesus getting games out of him for like six of the next seven or something. And I mean, that's just at yeah. nine five, that's just value right there. I, he did say like we have Jesus. Pep said like today or yesterday or whatever like that. We have Jesus and Sterling to play that position. I mean, I he just, said that I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just don't really know how he's going to put Sterling there. I mean, playing what like Bill and Mares wide, I guess doesn't really feel good to me. Um, Sterling did look a lot better with Jesus on for those fucking like eight, like three minutes or whatever, and he obviously scored the goal with him on. 
But I yeah, mean, it's, I, I pulled this. Let me cut you off because I pulled these numbers just really quickly. It's it's a tiny sample size. It's only three matches this season where Jesus has started and Kuhn didn't start, and it was game week one, seven, and ten. But in all three of those, Raz has like ridiculously huge stats. Um, in game I mean, week they, one, in, he yeah. scored the Hattie at four shots, one point six xg. In game week seven, he scored against Everton. He had four shots, four key passes, huge expected stats. And game week 10, he scored as well. Home Villa, four shots, three key passes, huge expected stats. So I, it's a tiny sample size, but it has been consistent every game that Jesus has started that Raz has just been like huge. Yeah, I mean, the thing that we see with Jesus is like a willingness to link play and drop deep, which Kuhn just really doesn't do, right? He's like always trying to get on the shoulder. So when that happens, like with him and Raz, they kind of like, maybe he, Raz has some more like avail or, um, freedom to like take up those, the occupy those spaces in the middle when, when Jesus is dropping deeper or whatever. And they kind of interchange a little bit and switch positions. So, I mean, that's definitely like a good sign for, for Raz, but it's just, I mean, I, don't I mean I was watching the game this what was it yesterday two days ago and I was just sitting there and I just kept replaying in my head like how many weeks have we been talking about Raz playing on the sideline and like we just both still have him like what is wrong with us <laughs> well because I still give him the hazard treatment but yeah I know I mean I know but it's not it's like nuts like what are we doing I don't get it like we see it's like we it's like and then I, it's like the rounders thing it's like with Kanish is like you see all the fucking angles but you don't have the balls to play them it's like we've been talking about Raz playing on the fucking side especially sideline. you though I've always been kind of like in the hold it can but yeah this is your thing you've been saying you're not going to captain him all season from like game week six or something and I still have him like what yeah. am I? I don't know what I'm doing. Like yeah. I don't. I it's like I see the things and then I'm not able to like get out of my mind of like last season or two seasons ago. I mean, the player has one assist. It's game week thirteen. Like that is not good. I was kind of. I was gonna bring that up though, actually, as like sort of a counter argument because he has one assist on four point one six xa. He's yeah, but we know that xa is kind of like a little take of pisses. I mean to be. Over three under is ridiculous. Like if you sort the league by XA, no one in the top fifty, and probably more than that is even close to being under that. And if you take the Premier League assist leader on the same fucking team, Kev is on seven XA and has eight assists. So I mean, like for the most part, he's just gotten extremely unlucky from that point. And you know, if he had three more assists and some more bones. It'd feel a lot fucking better. You know, I'm not saying that he'd be like, you know, nailed home run, second best player in FPL as usual, but like plus, you know, at least 10 ish points would be a lot better. Yeah, I agree. But he's also just bad. <laughs> like, he just looks bad. Like, he had zero chances created and zero shots this weekend outside of the goal. If you chalk it off, it didn't count. Like, that. Yeah. No, it's not good. That's like that's that's actually like hard. Like he played ninety minutes, like for City. Like I mean, he was playing on the sideline, but that's like hard. That's kind of hard to do. Yeah, and he's been doing it for a while. So yeah, it sounds like I, you I need mean, to trust yourself more. I think that's a problem that we both have. Yeah, I guess, but it's 
because it, but then it's still like we I, I, I don't know if we like bring the worst out of each other sort of in these kinds of things when we like because then you, when you're like well yeah but then okay good stat he had like some good stats for a few games he almost had an assist here almost had a goal here almost had an assist here like he's really better than this and then it's just we look back here and he's like just a disaster and I mean it is I mean I think to me though it is more the positional thing than like what are like the underlying stats? No, they're definitely down from like they're last down. year. Like, yeah, yeah I mean sure. they're no just question. really down, and yeah, I mean no he's question. like the most expensive player in the game. So, I mean I'm definitely going to see what they look like with Jesus up there, and I mean he did score a goal, so I mean he should have had like eight or fucking nine points or whatever this weekend, so that would have been like fine. But when you're looking at him against like the consistency of Mane or like Son for two million less or these other guys and putting some money elsewhere, I mean, he's obviously not going to be a captain option for a long time. So I just am like really not finding any reasons to hold him unless if he is like all of a sudden now with Jesus, he looks like incredible against Newcastle and he's getting bad fixtures coming up too. Yeah, and he's get yeah bad fixtures. I mean, I don't know if they have bad fixtures, but yeah, I think we. I mean, for me anyway, I'm 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 like likely to save this week, and then I'm probably going to take like a minus sixteen or something. I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to do, but I mean, yeah. Sterling is just it's getting to be. I just I just don't understand how. I just don't understand how 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 I still have him. It's just it's same with like Mount. It's it's I like I talk about the guys on the pod for like a month, and I don't do anything. Yeah. I don't get that. I don't know. I'm like immobilized with this. And it's, I don't, cause it's, then it's also is like, we always talk about patience, right? Like we say, like, okay, well, these are known commodities yeah, playing right, on right, good right. teams. Transfers are valuable, like blah, 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 blah. But we see something that tells us that they're not good options. If you see something, say something. We say something, but you need to see something, say something, and then actually and then like do something. Yeah, I don't know. Don't just we're, say something to yourself. We're so bad at managing our own teams comparatively <laughs> to so, like the quality of content that I think we produce. I'm not even like trying to suck my own dick here, but like we talk about good shit, we influence good managers, we like know what we're talking about, and then we just like don't make the moves, like captain the other guy, like take a minus eight on Friday, <laughs> you know, like we just do silly shit. But yeah, no, I, I think I. Like I'm, I feel fine with him, but maybe part of that is because I'm still like putting out fires elsewhere on my team. Kind of like what we talked about with like why I'm not, tra- why I didn't transfer out Mo um, last week was right. I just had all these other like dead horrible players in my team to deal with, so like I wasn't even thinking about it. But yeah, I mean, you have been saying this for a very long time now. For like almost the majority of the season, you've been down on Raz and his positioning and eye tests and all that stuff, and yet we, you, I've maybe talked you into or you or you've talked yourself into just blindly holding him when that that goes against everything that you've been saying. So yeah, we need to work on that shit. Yeah. Well, the, and another thing too with Raz is just like looking at it and really just kind of thinking about like City is I think maybe we've been giving Pep like too much credit. And giving like last year's team too much credit because he's doing a really bad job with this team this year. I think like really bad. Well, and when have you so have many injuries too, I mean they're missing two players. Like they don't have so many injuries. They're missing two players. That's not a lot of injuries. Like that's average. And 
when you're taking your best player and playing him on the fucking sideline, like next to you, he basically plays the same position as Pep. He's by the manager's circle. <laughs> and no, like, you're not wrong. like, he plays the fucking corner flag. Yeah, but like he does that every week yeah. and he just neuters him completely while they, you know, don't really create that much. I mean, they just put 70 crosses in the other week, like a few games ago, and he's like, oh, I'm happy with the result. It's, I mean, missing Sané is like really, I was thinking about that also, is like without Sané, Mares does such a different thing. And like when Sané like is not, on the left. Like not passing to Raz when he's clean through. Yeah, well, yeah, like never passing, but he also never drives down the byline. He always just wants to cut inside yeah, and shoot. Yeah, yeah, he and never like, crosses. Yeah, yeah. And like he doesn't create high XG chances. He creates like low XG worldies for himself once every eight times a game. He, I think he's. I mean, he, I thought he was fucking horrible against Chelsea, but like with Raz and like Sane drives down the byline, then Raz is able to come in from the other side, like find that tap and find that little spot, little spaces. Yeah, yeah. Sane passes him. Like Bilva is just like too slow, and he can't get around players down the byline and put in low crosses. He puts in like lobbing shit that doesn't do anything. Like they don't have that other wing player and. I don't know why he's not letting Mendy play fucking normal position. Like, well, dude, I don't know if he's I was just bad or Mendy because if you asked us before the season, like what could positively influence Raz playing on the left? I mean, we were both kind of in agreement that like, oh, Mendy overlapping, playing like supplying the width and crosses would be great. Like he is not that player anymore. Like he, he overlapped zero times. He looks this, like I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He looks like like. Ali Sizoko, like I, I'd kill for Angelino to be in there. Like Angelino versus yeah. Liverpool made Raz by far the best player for City to me. And like Angelino was playing left wing against Liverpool, and he was in there and he was supplying crosses, and that let Raz just like dribble, take on Trent all day, every day, and that's like what you want from him, just like aggressively yeah. attacking people in the box and shooting. But yeah, yeah. Mendy somehow just turned into like. Joel Ward. Late stage Yaya Torre, just like huge human I mean, who can't run. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. His performance was absolutely insane. I don't know but what it's been was that happening. Every week. Like yeah, I, yeah. I don't but why why is he playing him? Like, I don't he doesn't know. Yeah, do yeah. anything. He does actually nothing. He's worse than like Zinchenko. Yeah, no, I don't even Zinchenko would overlap like yeah. twice a game. Like why the fuck is he playing him? Uh, it's really him weird to do how this? he's just like I guess it's just multiples like just successive injuries on your legs knees whatever the fuck but like he just looks like a giant bumbling fuck who can't do anything so i don't know what's happening there but one yeah. thing that i, I did want to like sort of lead into unless we're not done with city is just like the idea of taking hits and the idea of being more aggressive and like getting guys that you don't like and think are bad and bad eye tests and you you're not confident in out because we both took hits this week, which is very abnormal for the last like year and a half for us to do. And this is my first hit of the year. Yeah, this is your first hit of the year. But I think that like despite the Reds, our teams are kind of in better positions going forward. Like I, I still like both all of the moves, even though the red the red arrows are still flowing. And I just like you were kind of talking to me how you wanted to take more hits and be more aggressive overall. And you were just having these like, I don't know, eureka moments about it and just transfers and holding players who suck. And I don't know. I just wanted to give you the floor on that. All right. Before we go there, I just want one final parting shot on city is David Silva is fucking finished in this league. I don't, he has to stop playing him. 
he needs to start playing Foden. Like Foden needs to just get a shot because they just were abject against Chelsea. I thought for I mean eighty of the ninety minutes, like they just weren't really doing anything. Well, I thought they like successfully killed the game though, and that was maybe what they wanted to do. Is like in I mean, the second I, half, like Chelsea did nothing. Like they just yeah I yeah. I mean that's true, but like I mean the maybe that is a function of like they had the lead, but yeah, I mean I the goal was. was absolute bullshit. Like that was the easiest save of Kepa's life, if not for the deflection. And I mean they just didn't create anything. Like the the Mares was just a worldie. I mean he was just bad, but like they didn't create shit. They didn't do the whole. They didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean it, it I seemed watching. like it was going to be really open, like we kind of expected for the first like thirty minutes or something, but then like. Yeah, after the second goal, no, neither team created anything. Or after the second City goal, rather, neither team created anything. And I think that was City being dominant more than it was like either team being bad. Like I think they just held the ball, and you know, Fernandinho had a really good game, and they just kind of like shut it down. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I just wanted to also on that is just like slight grain of salt. Like they just played against the best team in the Premier League at Anfield and then they played against Chelsea who most people think are the third best team, at worst fourth best team in the league. You know, it's like, yeah, they had two bad attacking performances back to back. But like, you know, just before that, they were putting up ridiculous numbers against like Southampton, Villa, Palace, you know, et cetera. So, you know, it's a little bit of recency bias, I think. Based that's on possible. the based on the two fixtures, that's that's probably likely. But I yeah. mean, I'm gonna fucking bias my life away. No, I mean, all we dumpsters. do is speculate and bias. How's the speculating going? <laughs> don't, don't start with me. I got <laughs> at home. Oh, but but my my thing with Silva is that like I mean, more and more like watching them is that obviously he can't play in midfield anymore because he can't fucking run because he's an old man. And you're playing like you're taking out the best. He doesn't have the best part of his game anymore, which is creating with ball at his feet, like running towards or jogging towards goal. And now he's putting him up top in that like inside position next to the striker at putting him in position where it's his actual worst aspect, which is finding space in the box and finishing and scoring goals. And he's building like the team like around that, and he's putting him in a position like imagine if Raz was playing there. Yeah, that, even I was like about Kevin, to say, it's, it's like it's almost what like the... he's taking Raz's space there. Like yeah, Raz is yeah. shunted wide, so he can cut in there. Yeah. And this isn't to say that obviously Silva can play wide anywhere way less capably than he can play in this position he's been playing in. But it's just like you're like moving around your players and putting them in like their worst positions to accommodate. Like, I don't. Get it, and I—I I mean, I don't watch David Silva affect games this season at all. I can't really think of. I mean, yes, he's gotten early some FPL in the points. season. He had good games. He had some really good games early he had a couple in the season. Good, okay, but it's well, I, been can't think, I can't remember that months long ago. of like kind of not doing that. He just floats around. He just doesn't. He's just like not. Play. I don't know what he's. Do, I don't know what he does. And it's just like the, it, it's. He needs to like shake things up. Maybe Jay, Jesus will do that, but I just don't get how he's been happy with. The way they've been looking, yeah, and he I'm doesn't change anything. This Jesus moment, I think it's like sort of his time. Yeah, it could be. Like just the the. Like, I mean, I think you nailed it when you were describing how he plays. It's like just the fact that he's willing to put his back to the goal. Like yeah. Kuhn just doesn't ever do that ever, and just bouncing balls off of Jesus while his back's to the goal, and just letting like 
all of the other forwards get forward and get in the box and stuff is just like, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that brings the best out of Raz, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Oh, God. Fucking city. All right, talk all right, to me so about the, hits and aggressiveness. So, I mean, so there's two two things I was thinking about is like, first of all, we always say hits are bad. Like, obviously, it is not good to like not have four points when, you know, points are hard to get. Yes. But I think we've maybe been like a little bit too like hyperbolic in terms of like avoid hits at all costs because I was thinking more about kind of like how to individualize like FPL to like you. And I was just like thinking about what are we like good at and we're good at, you know, identifying things really early or before they happen and acting on that. What we're not good at is reacting to like players we hate who tick along and like get points steadily. And that like those types like like the Madisons, I guess, or like the Jimenezes Jimenez, of the game. Yep. But what we're good at is like we both own like Soyunchu game week one when he's like point four percent owned, or we get like Maitland Niles when he's like one percent owned and he gets like a haul. Or like you know, like we were both talking about Mount like game week two, like earlier than most. Like we usually yeah. are doing those kinds of things. Like we're talking about the players like before the community gets on them. Generally, like that's I would say like our strength, but we don't manage our team to utilize that, right? Like we don't, like because we've kind of talked ourselves into okay, well you can't lose, like like you can't win the game by like doing it like the week earlier. We'll just do it next week or something. But like if we have an opportunity to do it, like we should fucking like back ourselves and do it. Like four points. If we're, I mean, we're not doing these like one week hit like punts. We're doing it for like you know four or five game weeks. Like. If you make the right call on player A to B, like four points over four or five game weeks is fucking nothing. It's actually nothing. It's nothing. And I think maybe like for us, it's like maybe goal. that's something. I mean, it's a goal or an yeah, assist. It's a goal or, or an assist or a clean so or whatever. Six it is. matches like, getting like predicting that one player will get one more assist or one more goal than another player who we think is bad. That seems yeah like something that we could be good at. And I think like a lot of times when we look at this and we, and even when I advise other people, like I'm not like as like, you know, like gung ho. I usually am very like, you know, I give like kind of like more like passive or, you know, team's fine. But it's like the kind of thing like Mount, I fucking hate him. And I also don't want to keep hating myself for having him. So home West Ham, like, oh yeah, they're a dumpster fire. But like, I'm definitely thinking about getting rid of him. Like I might take a hit and get rid of him. Like I, Fucking hate him, and I think he's bad. Like I just We've don't think he's about like, how his change of position has just made him bad for actually months, a long fucking ass time since the first game. Pulisic came in and had his hat trick. Like we've been talking about Mount's bad, and this is the kind of thing is like where again, like where we don't like to me the manager who doesn't take hits and like the manager who just like slowly plods along and mimics a template. Are like the kind of managers who watch like maybe one game a week and don't like follow things, right? Like that's when you should do that. Like if you aren't, you know, looking at everything and, and thinking about other teams and looking at all these different things, then that makes sense to me. But like for us, like and why are we doing like, this? It's also people playing from a position of strength, right? Like yeah, we which might is be never managing us. our team differently if we were both like top 
20, top 10K right now. And we kind of don't have even know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that we is. patient or something. That it makes more sense to be patient in those moments if you just have all your good, all their players are good. But this is the other thing that is a little, and I mean, there's obviously a lot of variance in this game every week. Like we've been pretty close to the template for the whole season and we haven't taken hits in general. And it's been a disaster. Yeah, <laughs> like I have no, I, I cannot like, identify like what I've done wrong this year. Like I mean, I can obviously like looking at the results so far, but like I can't identify that like my thinking was wrong. And it's just, it's just like I don't, I'm not sure. So I mean, yeah. that's why I'm like trying to look at like other things that I haven't thought of before, like something different. And I was just thinking about this. You know, it's just I mean maybe. This is the wrong way of going about things, but I was, I mean, as I've gotten more hit averse, which I definitely have gotten more and more and more closer to that kind of on the spectrum of like, yeah, hits are okay or fine to like hits are bad. Over the last few years, I've gotten, I've, every year I've gotten worse at playing, at managing I've my team. I've been exactly right there with you. I've gotten, last year's by far the worst season I've ever had and probably the fewest hits I've ever taken. Yeah. And, I mean, I think I'm right yeah. now in, in my worst season ever. And you just took your first hit, so you've taken out basically no hits all season two. Yeah, so I don't know. What do you think about all this? Like, kind of, this is like a manifesto kind of like philosophy. No, I mean, I think that the key thing that for like the listener takeaway on this topic is is that this might be, and obviously strong might and if there, but this might be the best thing specifically for you and for me. Because other people, like you said, have different strengths and different weaknesses in the game, in their evaluation, in their, you know, prediction or whatever it is. And I think that you're you're correct in that we the best way for us to utilize our strengths might be to just be more aggressive and be on jump on those guys that we talk about, which is a big positive that people have a big positive takeaway that people have from our podcast is like that we're often on those guys before other people or talk about guys that no one else is talking about. Yeah, we we talk be, about them, we don't get on them. We don't get on them, but we talk about them and then other people do and they're like, oh, great fucking shout on like whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just quietly like cutting myself in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah. But like starting starting Rico every week over here. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, I think it it, it is interesting. And like one of the things that you said that, in your in your manifesto that stuck out to me also is like evaluating your own season like you're like 300 something k right now you've been close to the template all season what has actually been your like biggest problem and the way it kind of goes for you and me funnily enough is like it's often one player like for you you this is your first week with Vardy or any lesser player this is your first week with them and like so, well, I had soy for a while. Yeah, at, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. but this, yeah. since Leicester have like turned the corner with their fixture run and just started blowing teams away, then this is your first Leicester player and one player that that's a hit, right? Like if you had just taken an earlier hit and jumped on Vardy, who was obviously we've been talking about him for like six straight game weeks as like the player that you should own. We talked about it in preseason. Then like you would be caught up, and in my case, it's it's probably like Mane, or like you know, I mean, neither of us have had Mane, which has been bad. But like I've just been on Mo and Sterling, and just been like passive and making my transfers around. And if I had taken that one hit to just be like fuck it, I need Mane or something like that, 
then, you know, I'd be right there too. And obviously this is all, you have to nail that one hit. You have to get the right player. But again, I think that that is playing into our strengths, our individual yeah. strengths. So maybe, yeah. uh, maybe it makes more sense. I'm, yeah, I'm tinkering with hits right now as you were talking. I was tinkering with it. Great yeah, hit. I'm, a great hit. <laughs> Actual <laughs> great hit. You're going to love it. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I just think it's something maybe we need to come a little bit, be a little bit more open minded with going, yeah. looking forward. I mean, I think we got wrapped up in the fact that we're like an advice column or something like that, where it's like, that's not what we like want to be or want to do. We want to just like talk about this shit and be the best managers we can have and have the most fun that we have. We're not like the fucking, you know, like, I'm not trying to like give advice and be some like wise, you know, patient fucking person. Like, that's not who we are. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we do, I guess, give advice in some capacity. I mean, like we're talking about Spurs mids and like talking about Lucas a lot. Right. So, but in general, yeah, I mean, I think the way that we apply to our own teams is maybe what more I was talking about. But I do think, like you're saying, for the like listeners, like just as a takeaway, to just maybe just to re- revisit that because we get stuck in these kind of. You know, as like the FPL community hive, like Twitter, wherever you get your fucking echo chambers, the same kind of like bullet points that everyone abides by, and then everyone's saying the same things that fall in line. Just to like periodically, like if it's working for you, then don't do anything different. Yeah, right. Like if like if you fucking knew, like a month and a half ago that Mane is better than Mo and you did it like great you're fucking great good for you but like in general like looking at these types of like things when you're not doing well or if you are doing well to like just even reconfirm like this is what I'm doing to remind yourself and to continue to do that is you know I think that's useful yeah yeah interesting shit for sure I mean, but I, I think, I mean, I think that I've had a few things that have, I mean, the main, I think the main number one thing of why I'm doing bad is that I've had Robbo and Trent all season long and they have two clean sheets. And it's just like, the, the amount of money that you put into those two. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. that is a hundred percent to me why I'm doing badly. And I mean, this is a team that were just finished game week 13 and they've let in 11 goals and they have two clean sheets. I mean that it's just like it's just yeah I, the one goal a week I have, the fucking yeah, yeah, wolves I, of last year the spurs of two or three years ago like that's them this season so far yeah I mean it's just the amount of point I mean I would be if if they even have like I mean if you have eleven goals allowed in thirteen game weeks how many clean sheets would you expect like six. Yeah, probably. I don't really know how to do that math, but yeah, so, I mean something like, like around around it, there. Around there. It's just ridiculous because they're both averaging over 4 points per game. Like Robbo's close to 5 points per game, which is fucking great for a defender. And they're on two cleans. Like if they yeah, were cleaning at just like a normal rate, expected rate, whatever. God, yeah, I mean, you even would if they be, had you like would be soaring and I would be yeah, so I mean many even if they lower. had like five or so like I would be cuz like every clean sheet for me, and I mean I had my all see but like every clean sheet for me with Liverpool was is a base of 9 points plus I'm probably getting like one or two extra from the a bonus point for one of them it's like I'm like I'm like dropping 10 points every week like just automatically right I mean if you just look like, around them like 
Leicester have conceded three fewer goals and have four more cleans. Sheffield United have conceded one more goal and have three more cleans. City have conceded three more goals and have three more cleans. So yeah, I mean, like they're the outlier. Like they're yeah, and I mean this is I mean this is like very and like I mean Raz also obviously has been a fucking killed me this season. I got him in game week four well, after yeah, he Raz scored five goals. Killed you. Yeah, Raz like he's just you. absolutely killed me this year. You missed and, 34 of his 69 <clears throat> yeah. points. Oh yeah. Because I mean I, coming into the season I didn't I just didn't think there was a lot of value there. But yeah, yeah I mean I, and this is like also with the variance, right? We're talking about this like that is like the way variance is, right? Like they yeah. have been letting in really few amount of goals, but they have like no two fucking clean sheets. So you know, I'm sitting here like I'm not obviously touching them. I still think that they're like a top three defensive team in the division, and they're both playing like very far forward. But like, you know, maybe they've had a few more cleans, and I'm doing okay, and I'm just like kind of chilling. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm fine. But, yeah. Yeah. FPL's fun. Though. That's really fun. <laughs> All that's, right. That's enough of that. Let's keep going and yeah, talk about some actual that. games and shit. Um. So speaking of Mount, Chelsea, etc., um, Josh on Slack, any upgrade on Mount available for 6.8? And Simple Mug on Slack, Mount is firmly on my chopping block this week. Is Pulisic the absolute best guy under 7.5 to replace him? Yeah, I mean, he was fucking horrible against City, but what do you what do you think here? I mean, we're still rolling well, off even of start. three... Oh, you mean Pulisic? Pulisic? Yeah, yeah, I thought sorry, he was horrible. I, about Mount. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just one caveat with Pulisic is we are still rolling off of a three-game sample size. Yeah, like and he I think had three. Still... He had three good games. Yes, positioning looks good, but he's like a little baby. And I mean, I I just don't think that he. I mean, he's like a goal a game player. No, no, definitely not. I, I think that's a definite no. But seven four. What do you? Th- I mean, do you think he's an obvious pick? Because I I have a blind spot with him for some reason. Like I'm like not into it. I still like him as a pick, and a lot of that is based off Chelsea's being a very good attacking team this season. Um, okay. But I agree that I don't think that you know he's going to be a goal-a-game type of player. I think that he'll tick, and he'll be good, and I... You could talk me into him over like who he's competing with, which I guess would be like Martial and Matto, but the guy that Lucas. we talked about earlier, Lucas, I think is probably better than all three of those. Okay. I don't know. Am I am I overdoing it with Lucas? I just feel like I've I've been there before. He's kind of been like a guy that I've liked in in FPL. Like I, I think it was last season I started with him, right? And like he got a lot of points for me, and like it's just like when he gets minutes, he scores goals. Like he just has always kind of done that. And I like the positioning, and I liked how he looked a lot. And yes, it was West Ham, and they're diabolical. But like a lot of teams are bad, and. Spurs have a lot of good players, um, so I don't know. I'm I'm just really high on Lucas right now. Yeah, I, I I am starting to. I I forgot how much you like Lucas, and yeah, I, I am starting to come around on Lucas a lot. I mean, I'm tr- I'm also like it, as you're talking, like replaying these like pictures in my head of like the Spurs game and like thinking about where he was. I mean, I do think that Pulisic is like the obvious slash easiest like guy to get here. And this could just be us overthinking things, which probably it is. And that's normally how we go anyway. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that if you can get to Pulisic from Mount, I mean, that's obviously not a comparison or a question which of those two players oh, is going to yeah. get more, is not better close. or get more points. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's where I guess, I mean, yeah, I like, I like Pulisic, but 
Yeah, I think I think he's fine. I, I think he's a, definitely a fine pick, and he's definitely looked good, and he gets into good positions, and his underlying stats are good. So, I mean, I'm sure he'll keep getting points, and um, yeah. they have really really good fixtures in the next four. So that might just be like the most obvious, easiest pick. Yeah, home West Ham, home Villa, away Everton, home Bournemouth. It's probably it's probably easier and just safer to go that route. I'm just kind of like in love with Lucas in this moment, and. I think I think I mean, maybe part it's of it is both. also that you know Pulisic is what twenty one and Lucas has like been consistently good goals per ninety for like I don't know six years or something like that like you know yeah. his whole career so I think that's part of where like the the safety comes from in my head but yeah I mean those fixtures are ridiculous <clears throat> for Chelsea yeah yeah and I mean Pulisic is the kind of player that could. Again, put up some ridiculous run of points in these easy fixtures against these bad teams, but he can also easily be the kind of player who doesn't play them all because they have a game every few days, and he's a little child, and you know just goes off the boil for a couple. I mean, he's very young, and that we know very very young players like this are very fragile in terms of their consistency. And I mean, maybe the City game was like the first bad game for a couple bad games, maybe. I mean. He looked like just a lost puppy in the final third. He was just fucking up every single thing. Every decision was wrong. Every ball, every action that I was watching him just looked really poor. So I don't know. Yeah, but I think it's a risk. Cho, Cho is also hurt, which is great for him. So yeah, for that's now, true. For but, now, yeah, I think Pulisic is a great pick. I think Lucas is a great pick. But I, I still don't think that it's like I think Mount is an option in that position. I mean, I think he yeah, could still right, right, do right. like he could still play the same midfield three and put Mount there. I mean, you know, is Mount still the blood boy? I don't know, dude. I've had too much of a tumultuous relationship with Mount. Yeah. It's just at this point, I, I just need I just need to get away from him. Yeah, um, I need to watch him from a distance. So, just quickly, I don't want to open up your wounds again, but Ray asks on Slack, how long are we going to hold faith on pool defense while other managers overtake us with cheaper alternatives like Pereira? Yeah, I mean, that's it's just brutal. been the story. It's yeah, it's been the story of the season. <clears throat> I uh, I mean, I'm looking at home Brighton, home Everton, at Bournemouth, home Watford. Like, I think they could get four clean sheets. Yeah, I don't I think, think that's very unreasonable. I think you have to hold for the next four. And based on how those go, you maybe get rid for the next bit after that. Because after those next four you just listed, which are incredible, after that is blank, away Leicester, home Wolves, home Sheffield United could be Queens, away Spurs, who are now good, and home United. So, you know... If they're not cleaning at least twice in the next four, then like they have to be fucked off immediately before that run, I think. Yep, I agree with that. But I, I think it's one of those where you just don't don't transfer in, don't transfer out at this moment. Just yeah, right sit now, with yeah. sit with what you have. But I mean this I mean this is the other thing that like it just drives me insane is when I see people just saying like, Yep, yeah, like I knew they were just like not playing the same way this year, like, yep, like they've been bad, like not feeling Liverpool defense. It's like what are the re- like why? Like, why are you saying these things? It's not because they're letting in a lot of goals and they don't look solid. Like, they've let in 11 goals in 13 games. They are not letting in goals. They are very, very fine defensively. So it's like, is it really because you're like looking at these other options, right? And saying, if, if you're saying like, yes, they might get some clean sheets, but 
they're really expensive, like even though they're out of position, I can still get like cheaper options for teams that seem like very close to their defensive capabilities. Like, okay, but well like, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, when people just come and they say these little statements, it's like, dude, like what the fuck are you? And then it's like, I don't know. If, Cause then it's like these, they just look at like the last results and they're like, yep, like new Raz wasn't going to be good or like, yep, like son. Sun's great. Like, just got him in. Like, everyone should have. Like, yep, new pool sick was going to be good. Like, got him in a few weeks ago. You know, these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's happening? Like, what do you do? What are you? What is your objective here? Like, do you want to sound like a fucking asshole? Yeah, or I mean, do it, you want to like of everything that we're about is like that exact talking head, like media know it all attitude of just like bullshit statements like, that don't get me, like punished. It, it, yeah, it's just like give some context or give the reasons why. It's like you're no one here watching Liverpool is like they're like like it was Mourinho's like fired season at United when they're shipping fifty big chances a game and letting up three a game. Like that's not what is happening. So like I understand like, you know, you're jittery with Liverpool defense right now, right? Like because they haven't been keeping clean sheets, but they are still not letting up goals. So it's just like we have this four of really good fixtures on paper, and then the blank. And like you said, yes, I, when the blank is coming, that's when we're going to definitely reassess. And and we'll, these four games will give us a lot of information about kind of how we're feeling. Right. And and we'll take it from there. But for right now, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, this is the kind of patience where you 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 gotta back, you know what what you're seeing and what we are seeing. Yeah, this is are, the good kind of patience. It, yeah, this like, is like if if Raz was. In the box all the time, you know, creating big chances, taking good shots, and keepers were just making worldy saves, etc. This would be the similar equivalent of like being patient. Yeah. The reason we talked about Raz for 20 minutes is because that's not happening. So that's when yeah. we have to evaluate are we being patient because we're being passive cucks and we're being stupid, or are we being patient because like things might change and be better? Yeah. That's the um, difference. What you just, how you just said that? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, there's some talk about some cheap forwards. Um, Ozzy on Slack said there's a couple discount forwards coming coming forward. Ings is a good tick merchant. Alvaro brought him up too. Wood keeps scoring. IU gets in good positions. Has an amazing run. Should we be considering a forward for our eleventh man instead of a defender? He didn't mention Musette or Connolly. Also, well, Musette's injured now. Yeah, and Connolly's just coming back, but still He's worth mentioning. Injured. And then yeah. Duet also asked about Ings. Is he a viable option? Because Southampton have a ridiculous run right now. Yeah, I mean, Ings somehow keeps like defying all odds and getting these goals. Kind of love Ings. Yeah, I mean, of course, we've Ings has always been a darling of ours. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I'm this is still like okay, like his injury is coming soon. But yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I am personally like nowhere near going there. But I could see the, you know, I could see those fixtures coming up, and you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll have some of that. Yeah, but I mean, I just just make sure that you're aware of the risk here, right? Like this is a player whose legs barely work, and this is the this is the time of the year when they have a lot of games coming up. Famously, no get, knees. Yeah, no knees. Like the, he gets, he gets. Well, that was Chaz, I think. But oh yeah, he gets, <laughs> yeah. But he, <laughs> Chaz Austin. But he gets, you know, he gets subbed early a lot. And I mean, the goals he's been scoring are out of his own kind of like work rate and determination, and they are not out of like 
Southampton are creating a lot of good chances and he's like finishing his one of three a game kind of thing, which is what yeah. you'd like to see. Yeah. But with these fixtures, you can't really go too wrong with six if that's going to be like an easier way to get your 11th player in rather than, you know, maybe having to take a hit or something to get a similarly placed defender. I get that. But I mean, him and as a seven four at this point, like obviously we're both like just fucking stupid for not getting him in. He's doing exactly what he did last year somehow. And I mean, Wood's been really ticking along, but you know, when you look at Wood versus like um, Ings, like the fixtures are just so much better for Ings. I think that you'd rather probably take that punt. And even though I think Wood's probably a better player, yeah, on, on a way better attacking team at I this mean, point, I, Burnley I, are just kind of yeah. a good attacking team. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, I is just coming back to like who he who we know he is. I mean, he's a very bad player. I mean, he's just a he's a bad. He's not really a striker, certainly not a nine, and he's just bad. So he's just doing bad things, and I yeah, expect I, him to continue. I's best position would be your twelfth man, first player off the bench. Yeah. That's like yes, I agree. the extent of IU that I would want in my team. Yeah, and in a Premier League team, his best position is on the bench. So right. that's just a, more of a Palace problem, but. I definitely don't want to be anywhere near like starting him every week as he's shown that he has not gotten better. He's just the same. Right. Um, what hmm. do you, do you see any, what do you have anything different there? Are you looking at Ings? I mean, no, I'm not. It just doesn't like line up, line up. Oh, and Jota. I, I, I think Jota's a really good pick here too. Jota's I would probably, yeah, I would take good. him over Ings for sure. Yeah, he looked good. Um, he's only he six one. He's six one. Yeah, I, I think I don't think that's close for me. I would definitely take him over over Ings. God, Jimenez were just like a ridiculous joke for not getting Jimenez again. Luckily, their fixtures turn really bad. So luckily, they score one goal every game, and it's always him. So <laughs> yeah, I know. It won't, it won't it, matter. <laughs> yeah, I know. He takes like six shots a game. He's just like exploding. He, Jimenez is great. He's great. That's it. End of. He's just great. Yeah, fine. Um, his shots lost their six five eight. Yep. Okay. Got it. It's just like cane shit. Um, old cane right. shit. Old cane shit. Um, let's just go to questions. I think. And right. uh, how long are we right now? We're just over an hour. Yeah, it's fine. Let's do these questions. Captains, our teams, then we're good. <laughs> Ray on Slack again. Pope, back-to-back nine-pointers. Do we simply hold now, even even through the bad fixtures? And Aaron also said, should we all be selling Pope for Ryan? So you're, you're the Pope man. Yeah, I mean, I definitely am not going to be making any like medium-term decisions over this. Um, I mean, he still has only made four saves in these two games, which is kind of like what I was expecting on average to be for him this season, like getting a save point per game. Um, I mean, they're still just not... He's just not making a lot of saves. So after Palace, I I just don't really feel that great with him. But it's still like the goalkeeping position. You know, they have two bad fixtures, but then they have a few good ones. So is holding better. I think it's. I personally feel like I'm going to have a very hard time having a transfer, a free transfer, at some point to to deal with him. But. But you should yeah, I mean, also that, probably be more aggressive and just hit him out because of everything that we've talked about this episode. Because yeah. if he just ends up being one to two points per game in bad fixtures, which he has been all season, then like you're going to regret keeping him. 
Yeah, so I mean, this is another thing. Like, yeah, that's a good point. Like, obviously, home palace, you're not going to do anything with him there. But you know, if you're looking at Pope over the next, you know, fucking eight games, I don't know. Like, you're gonna, you're not trying to make goalkeeper transfers. Period. So. Basically, what you're doing when you're swapping is all you need to do is identify another goalkeeper, another team that you think will keep one more clean sheet over however long you're going to be holding him for, or however long you're planning to hold him for, probably until your second wild card, which is going to be really late on. I mean, if you think you can identify that, then I mean that's that hits fine, right? I mean that's what the four yeah, points is exactly. I think, and I think when you look at Brighton and Matt Ryan's bonuses and saves, and he had a pen save chalked off, that's probably pretty safe that he'll probably overcome that just from like bonus alone, even if they keep the same number of cleans. And then you look at, you know, Gazaniga too. I mean, we're not, we haven't seen the points yet from Spurs, but, you know, they have some good home games coming up. Marino's top manager. I feel like they should out clean Burnley by at least one, you know, in the next, you know, 10, 10 game weeks or whatever it is longer I guess but. yeah so I mean those are two ways of looking at it is like on the one hand it's like okay well maybe Pope will get some saves in the bad fixtures maybe they'll keep some cleans but you know they do have a pretty pretty bad run up until like February they've got a lot of the top four and shit and uh, so I mean you could just be like all right patient like whatever he'll still tick along it's fine yeah. it's goalkeeper it's a low low point potential anyway or you could look at the other side and look at like the likes of Ryan Henderson Gazaniga like you're saying and say like okay well they're going to keep like one more clean so I can hit if I hit after you know the Palace game and just do it then I'm going to hopefully be getting at least four points to the good there right. you know over the next two months which I mean I could see both of those arguments coming in so yeah, yeah I think that's that's interesting that's a good job by you. Yeah, and then speaking of Sheffield United, Johnny D on Slack this week has lots of nice home fixtures. Pool home, Brighton, Leicester home, Everton, Chelsea home, West Ham. Would Lundstrom, away Wolves, still get near 11 ahead of the Soy slash Tamori? Yeah, I mean, they don't play the same position. Um, I think I don't think that's close. I think he would have to be either like at Liverpool or at City for me to bench Lundstrom probably yeah. at this point, which does actually happen in game like 20 and 21 back-to-back, but... I mean, he had two big chances. He got the assist. Like he, he doesn't play the same position as these center backs. You know, he, he's playing attacking midfielder. So it's just not even something you should think about. I, honestly, at this point. Yeah, the only concern I have is that there was a stats bomb article about how how much Sheffield United are overperforming, aka getting pretty lucky in their defensive numbers. But for now, I can't. I, I mean, I can't. My brain's not capable of like understanding how you could make like how that makes sense. Like I don't understand that. It's just the XG basically. Like they I know, but it's like they have a really good keeper, shot stopping keepers in good positions, like and they are jamming the box like with fucking a million guys. So I mean they block a lot of shit. Like I feel like they're just do when I watch them, I don't I'm not like, oh my god, I can't believe they only let one goal in or I mean this weekend was an anomaly, but in general, like I don't watch them and think like, oh my god, how they keep a clean sheet, right? Like they yeah, are no, I they're definitely good. The the argument yeah. is not that they're not good. It's that they're just the not ex- the yeah. best defensive team in the league, which basically yeah. by a clean sheet point they've been they've yeah, been, okay, that, you know. So yeah, that's that's, that's, that's fair. That's that's fair, that's fair, that's fair. Um, no, that yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Lundy, I just can't drop him. Luckily, I'm not in a position where I have to decide between like Soy, Tamori, or Lund. I'm obviously starting all of them, but but yeah, it's really hard to ever drop Lund. I I don't think he should ever be on the bench. You're just you know, 
He I think could, I would he put could have had a brace games. against United. Like he absolutely could have had a brace. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think I probably benched Tamori first. I mean, like yeah, yeah, a home yeah. darb, home darb there, West Ham. I don't know. Uh, Leicester I mean, they are just so much better defensively. To yeah, me and, than that, Chelsea, and, and that also. I mean, I I am a. I mean, Leicester on the bounce of fucking four cleans in a row, so yeah. this has to end soon. But and Everton I mean, just I would, lost two 0 to Norwich. Yeah, I mean, Everton, I could see like a reaction game, yeah, maybe, but back, I. Yeah. But either way, I, I just at this point with with Lundstrom's positioning, I just I don't think that you know you're doing and and this is also the kind of thing like if this is what you're looking at then maybe you need to be like rejiggering your team and and putting funds elsewhere because if you're going to be benching like a really good option i mean granted these are both like four or five options if you bought them at four or five that's just like a good problem to have but you know i'm just just say like maybe you get that kid williams from united who's suddenly playing left back he's 4-0 or right. you know we'll see what's up with Joel Ward he's like dead like kelly's only 4-1 if he's in a play for a little while like you know you could always do something like that to free up a little money if you're going to be benching one of these guys anyway yeah yep um, just a few more questions, then we'll move on. Fat Gorilla, do you like any Southampton assets outside of Ings, Ward Prowse, Redmond for the next five really good fixtures? Is there anyone else we could like exploit there? For no, points? it's like such. I mean, he's playing different players every week. It's yeah. like JWP at five eight just feels like I don't. He's, he's only going to score off like set pieces or something. He's never good in FPL. I don't fucking yeah. care. He's always a disappointment. I mean, does Redmond have a goal? He has one goal and zero assists this season. Like high Gen- back Gineppo to normal. played fourteen minutes and had two like absolutely massive chances. I think his actually was point eight in fourteen minutes, and he fucked them up so badly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was I was really impressed with Obafemi against Arsenal. Like he was all over the place, and him him Ings and we were talking about on Slack. Like him. Ings and Redmond pressing was just oh yeah like, that's rid- ridiculous. Yeah. It was yeah. just ridiculous. I mean, I don't, obviously Emery's not capable of like doing good management, just being like, okay, let's long ball over these. Like we can't pass out of this. They just kept trying and kept getting fucking battered. But Obafemi was really good. But I, again, it's he keeps playing. He has five thousand players on the fucking team. Like he's playing Buffal. He has Buffal, Gineppo, Stu. They're still like, just Adams, really Long bad. up there. Like, yeah, we need it's just more there. than just. Doing well against Arsenal because everyone does well against Arsenal. Then we yeah, need more than that. Tough. Yeah, it's like four two two, like five back. Like it's just, yeah. oh god, it's just it's such a mess there. It's like Ings is okay, fine. He's been he's been nailed starting every week, but it's just like I don't know. Like, what are we are we getting points here? Like, it doesn't seem like that good. Yeah. Um, Jez on Slack, another return for Rashford. Is he an option now at an admittedly steep eight point six with pens in his locker, aka miss pens in his locker? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you can't really argue with what Rashford's been doing. I mean, he's been doing basically like Vardy shit the past like five, six. Like he's just returning, like ticking very solidly. Yep. I mean, granted. So, I mean, this is like the United game we haven't talked about, but what, I mean, Rashford looks like the kind of player who's also like underrepresented in all of these like good template teams. Like, I don't know if it's the price or what, but he should definitely be in more teams. And I mean, Martial had a, had a tough game against Sheffield United, but yeah, he, he wasn't as involved as you'd like to see. Yeah, but I mean, they you know they have Spurs and City two of the next three. Uh, granted, they have Villa right right in front. Then they have a good little mini run. But I mean, United seem like a team that you could maybe kind of spike some differential points. What, what what do you see here with Rashford? Yeah, I think so too. I mean, we shouted this kind of weeks ago with Rash, and when we were kind of talking about yeah, Tony back might be good, might be, and they've been kind of steadily good since Tony's been back. I mean, they've been. 
They put up three versus Brighton, three in a very weird game against Sheffield United. Um, yeah, I mean, I like Rash as a pick. I like Tony as a pick. I like the differentials right now. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's just the, hard the, with Vardy, Tammy, which are basically at Jesus. this point universally yeah. owned, those yeah, two. Jesus yeah. now. And Jesus emerging, and Kane is an option, et cetera. And yeah, Rash is Him, there. Jimenez. Yeah, Jimenez. The, the only thing that, I mean, I this is like maybe a separate captain rant on Tammy, but like it's getting pretty fucking annoying that he gets subbed on 70 every game. Like yeah, I mean, it, I'm never captaining him. It's really, according to stats people, specifically like Kaylee always brings this up, it's like the correct thing to always do. Apparently strikers brought on late always put up like ridiculously huge like per 90 numbers. Yeah, I mean, they should. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It's fine. Good IRL, good that Lamps is listening to his like statistician friends, but... For FPL, it's fucking annoying. Like, I think that that is an underrated thing that Rash has, like, way over someone like Tampi, Tammy. Yeah. And, you Never know, as, as good as attacking Tammy is and Chelsea are, like, if you went Rash over Tammy as sort of like a punty differential type, maybe not for these, you know, this next very short run, but the run after that, maybe that's somewhere you, like, gain a lot of points on, on the field. Yeah. I, I like that shot. I think the one thing, too, that, I mean, we have to say, I mean, first of all, that four million defender kid, the little baby child. That finish he, was so sick. Yeah, and he had an exact, maybe not exact, but very similar chance against Brighton that he didn't score. Like he got into that, like right at that position, had a really good shot. I think Ryan saved it. But I mean, he, Shaw is just, who the fuck knows what's up with Luke Shaw? I have no idea. But four million defender on United is something to think about. And I mean that could be a guy like a fifth defender guy that that should he might start making into like a lot of teams. Yeah, and the thing but, is, playing opposite Juan is really really good for him because Juan is yeah. basically just a defensive mid center back tackle machine and can't do anything getting forward. So it seems like he's the guy, like you said, who's just like kind of getting into the box. He's getting those loose balls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that just one thing to keep in mind. Like, if you're looking for a downgrade defender, and like you know, especially with Lundstrom emerging as start every week, all these guys, like he's definitely someone to think about. I mean, yes, he could lose his place to Shaw immediately when Shaw comes back. I mean, we just don't know because Ole is fucking dumb and bad, and, yeah, and or like Ashley Young or something. You know, you well, know, that's the thing is, like, I figured that Young was going to come straight back yeah. in, and he played just because he was suspended. But I mean, he got another game, and he looked like he scored. okay. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty suspect defensively. He had a couple good defense. I mean, it was just like some good and some bad, like as you would expect with a little baby playing right. in a, at a t- in a tough game. But um, but I mean, he very well might persist with. Him. I mean, Ashley Young is obviously. Like, Old and nowhere, there's no point to play him because he's just old and he's done. So, I mean, that could be a thing. But, yep. um, I, I mean, the, the other thing with United that, I mean, everyone who watched the game could see is that, you know, you're getting these players and we've, we've been talking about how erratic and, and kind of schizophrenic their performances are. And it's completely 100% down to the manager. And, you know, we saw it again. I mean, they were abject, like the playing with the wingbacks and playing with fucking Pereira and Fred in midfield. Like surprise, Rashford and Martial had like one touch for the entire first half because they couldn't get the fucking ball up there. You mean like you he's don't playing have to match Sheffield United's formation and play three center yeah, backs against them. Like this isn't like your first coaching badge, like tutorial, Ole. Like you're a Premier League manager. Like it's, it, it, I mean, he plays like one B at wingback. He can't even get. I mean, and then he plays a little baby. It was just, 
I mean, after five minutes, you're watching this game. You're like, okay, like this is a joke. Like this is an actual joke. <laughs> yeah. They are getting fucking destroyed the first by Sheffield United. We're like, this is pathetic. yeah. And then it, ca- it keeps going. I'm like, okay, finally he puts Lingard on at halftime. It started to switch things. I mean, I was going insane about Pereira in, in the Slack chat what, during the game, but I mean, that's not worth talking about. But you are you are definitely taking a risk here with the United differentials that Ole is going to put them in a position to succeed, which he's not shown the ability to do this season. It's more of like they've been succeeding in spite of him. So I just think that that's something to think about as well, because it's certainly not like, okay, Mourinho, like Lucas, sound like you know that they're going to be like at least capable and competitive every game. This game was not competitive until like the 70th minute. I mean, they were... I mean, it looked like it was a League One team playing like against Liverpool. Like they, it was not a competitive game. So you have to just remember that as well. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it took took way too long for this team to look remotely competent. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with you there. And that was that was our final question was Ray about United and Spurs and you know the explosivity and the differentialness of them. And I think we talked about all the relevant guys really. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's move on. Okay. Um, so captaincy, I yeah. So I was kind of saving that Tammy rant for captaincy, but I, it came a little earlier than I thought. But yeah, I mean, you look at him on paper and you're like, oh, Chelsea home West Ham this week. Like, wow, they could score four or five. That's that's one of the best fixtures you could possibly have. But in he's averaging seventy seven minutes per game in the games that he started. So you're telling me he's basically going to play between like sixty and eighty minutes, and I hate that for a captain. That's the whole reason we avoided Kuhn all of last season, and it's just like not not what you want. It really limits the ceiling a lot. So, who, especially you, with the midweek coming up. Yeah, right. So, I mean, I just don't. So you're I'd, on Kane, right? Yeah, I'm going to be on Kane. I don't see a good enough argument for Tammy over Vardy at all. Yeah, at this like point, I it just, doesn't seem like it, it doesn't. It doesn't really make sense. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think Vardy is a pretty easy... Same with Mane, like, I just don't think anyone should be on Tammy captain. I mean, I guess it's a really... It, I think it should be a big differential captain, Tammy, because I think, but I don't like, think it Mane... Will be. You think it'll be kind of an even split this week between Mane, Tammy, and Vardy? Ham and they're just like, well, that's the best fixture on, you know, and for one of the best teams and one of the best strikers. Yeah, I mean, it is... Uh, home Brighton and Home West Ham are pretty close. I think Brighton have been pretty, Brighton have been pretty bad on the road, but... Yeah, I mean it is a really good fixture, but I, yeah, I mean I think yeah, Mane, Mane and Vardy will be capped by a lot too. Yeah, I mean I think it's probably going to be closer to like a thirty 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 split between those three players, I would guess. Yeah, but yeah, I mean I'm going to be on Kane. I think Bournemouth just look back to like the yeah, fucking they're abysmal. They're yeah. just, just ridiculous how bad they've looked the last couple of games, and. And you know Spurs, I think you know another home game. I'm, I mean, I think they have like Olympiacos this midweek, and yeah, I just like that. I think Sun's also a reasonable captain shout if you've got him. Um, I mean, I, I do think Jesus could be a cheeky little shout there at Newcastle. I could score some goals there. I think. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what but, I'm going to do. I mean, I'm on Vardy now. I have no Vardy's idea what just, Mo is going to 
be if he's even going to be in my team. So Vardy, Vardy is just so safe. It's I mean he he could have had more than you know. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too because a, a lot of the reason I hadn't been captaining him is just the numbers were just bad. Like they were under the radar, a bad attacking team getting away with like one goal a game. He would shoot one or two times. Their xG was low, etc. But that was not the case this week. Like. Vardy could have had a hat trick. That is probably their best attacking performance of the season, even though they scored nine goals in one game. This was like the most impressive attacking performance they've had all season. And so, yeah, things are definitely trending upwards for them. Yeah. And I mean, Everton, I mean, on paper, it's like we think Everton's good or something like dumb from historically yeah. speaking. But this season, the main thing that we're seeing with Everton right now to me is that, I mean, with Andre Gomez dead and Gabamin dead, their midfield is laughable. I mean, yeah, they, it's just, it's a laugh, yeah, it's a laugh riot. I mean, they've, they, he's leaning on like Sunshine Davies, Davies, whatever, that fucking blonde little fuck, and Morgan Schneiderlin, who shouldn't be near games anymore. And even and Siggy, it's just like, what? You can't, no, I mean, I'm saying like from run, a defensive standpoint. You yeah. can't run defensive midfielders that like have no legs or positional awareness and then put Siggy in front of them and be like, yeah, we're fine. Like yeah, if for Siggy to flourish, you need like double really defensive midfielders, and then let Siggy just not defend. And it's yeah, just like, I mean Jesus. it's a really big problem there. I I don't really know why he's not giving three at the back a try because looking at the personnel he has available, get Holgate in there or something. It does. It's just there's no there. It's not going to work for them. First, I mean there's no two. There's no pivot. There's no two midfielders healthy right now that are going to be able to do anything than but be a sieve in midfield. So yeah, the injuries really, really fucked them this season. Yeah, I mean that's they're just all in the same position. They're you know, all in that, the same that's position. That's why they yeah, fucked them. That's yeah. Ubami, that's, that's Gomez and Delph. It's just like that's really well, the problem. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the fact that they bought Delph and thought he would be able to help there is also a problem. But yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. But I think that like on paper and. I mean that's a real. I mean to me that's a really good. They look like a really good fixture for Leicester at home. I mean yeah, this could should, be Leicester should completely control the game. I, I would expect you know three ish goals from them, and you know this could be the final. Hopefully the final Silva game. I don't know how he's still there today as we as we're potting on, on Monday. It doesn't. I don't really get how they think that they have a future with him. But this could be like the finally farewell game, and they yeah. could just completely like bend over if if, if Leicester score in the first like twenty minutes. It could just get. It could yeah. Be bad. The, the only slight hesitation I have over the Vardy cap at this point is that every once in a while Everton played really well, like they did against City. Was that like last month or something like that? And I'm just like. That's like in their locker that they just like play really, really well out of nowhere and do it. But like, it's hard to imagine that at this point. It is. It is hard. It's really especially hard. away. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'll probably be on Vardy. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and then transfers and so you're you're saving. Um, I think so. I mean, I have man. I have nothing in the bank. I have man at six seven. I'm sure I'll price drop because he sucks. And I'm looking. I mean, the other thing I was looking at is just like getting Wilson and just being like, I want to have someone I like and a friend. He looked really good against Liverpool. Yeah, he he did. I mean, he fucking finally scored a goal. He did look good though. He was very bright, running yeah. running up Best and down I've the seen wing. Best season, definitely. Yeah, so I was looking at that, but I'm also like half looking at Raz. It's just like like again, like what yeah. am I doing? So if I'm going to do something with Raz, then I would definitely want to do something with that spot and put the right. money there. So I mean I could just hit like Raz and Mount out for like Lucas and Son or something and just go triple Spurs attack. 
Don't hate that, but also, yeah, don't you kind of want to see one Raz match with with Jesus or maybe at Striker even? I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you don't, you don't. I, I, that's I what mean, I asked. I just like, I don't know. I mean, I do, but I also just at Newcastle, at Burnley, home United, at Arsenal, home. It's like, what city? I'm just like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah. So I feel like. Maybe I mean the Kelly. I could start Kelly this week. I guess. I mean, he's in a play at Burnley. I don't think that's going to be a clean. I just, I don't, dude. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I don't know. Friday. No well, Friday idea. my life. But. What What about you? What do you? I mean, I can also just you know mount home West Ham. It's like I okay, mean, I, like that's yeah, good. I, I, what I are could, you doing? I could save my team. Looks pretty good, and now I have like bench players that actually play. But the main the main sore part of my team is Salah, and obviously he played zero minutes and. I have no idea what he's going to do versus Napoli, and I really have no idea what what he would even have to do for me to feel good about him in Brighton. Like if he starts yeah. and plays ninety and looks really good, then yeah, I guess I'll just keep him for Brighton because he's the best captaincy of the week if, if he's fit and, and looking good. Well, you second know? second best money is better, right? <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I'm looking at that spot. I'm probably going to wait until Friday to get rid of him because I don't need like the money or anything. But the hit that you, I was looking at while you were going on your rant was just him to Lucas and Connolly to Jesus, and just like wow, that just yeah makes my team a lot better. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, but uh, what about what what about could just do him just, down to anyone? So what about just getting Mane? Like, can you do that straight swap? Yeah, I think they're the exact same price. So. That sounds good. Yeah, could just do like that. That's the thing that neither of us did all year. That is like the main reason why we're fucking bad and dumb. <laughs> yeah, I know. So maybe doing that's the thing to do. Yeah, I just, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I Maybe I should just do it. He was so, it's like, he, Mo was so good against City and then the ankle. So yeah, yeah he had sad. 60 good, he had 60 great minutes and then and he's dead and dead and fucking dead. Right. So yeah, Meanwhile, I mean, do I, just, do I still do either. that if he starts and looks fit and amazing against Napoli? I don't know. I would do that anyway. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think I think that's like. I mean, it's the been best. It's, it's an annoying. Like we don't even talk about it anymore because we've been saying for weeks that Mane's just clearly the better pick, better pick, better pick. Yeah. So it's like it's not even fun to talk about it anymore. It's just like obviously Mane is a better pick. Yeah. So, so like yeah. That's probably worth a transfer for you. Yeah, so maybe I'll but, just do that. But keep an eye on the prices because I think they're they're both twelve two right now. So yeah, if the if they change, then I'm fucked. But I'd yeah. hate to make a move before Champions League. They're, neither of them are close to moving right now. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe I mean if you get away with it past Wednesday, then past I mean Wednesday, I think Wednesdays. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be the ideal. I'm going to the fucking Napoli game, so I'll get to scout scout the boys. Yeah, scout the lads. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's about it. Let me slap some asses. We got Andreas Sundberg, Sam Adam, Kevin Healy, Leon Hickenbottom, and Jonah Susco. Thanks so much. Welcome to the fucking squad. Slap that ass. Um, yeah, that's basically it, bud. Any last words? No. So I'll see you on Friday. I don't know, dude. I'm I like I'm such a dumb piece of shit. At I this think game. we made mental progress this episode, and it doesn't feel like it. Really, that whole hit yeah. thing. I think that that felt good to me. I feel like you know, a little boys after that. 
See, this is the problem. We go back to talk about our teams now. I'm just like up right back where I was last week. Like bad team. I'm dumb. Like, what am I doing? I still have Rico. I mean, I think I just honestly listen to this episode because I often forget what we talk about when it's time to actually like make the transfers and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I like, I, Rico is killing me. Just absolutely killing me. Like that, I don't know why. Like 12 or 20, 50, 100, I don't know. I, I don't. I've, I don't know. I mean, I fucking. I've started him. I think I started him home West Ham. He had zero. I think I started him, and then I started him at Newcastle. He had one. I started him this week. He had zero. And I think I got him off the bench once for one one time. He got points. One when he got eight. Yeah. And then he had an assist against Everton. I had him on my bench. Assist against Southampton. He was on my bench. And then two of the three clean sheets. He was on my bench. Jesus, that's so fucking. I funny. can't. I can't keep looking at him in my team. It's. I just like. I can't keep looking at him. Yeah. He's got to go. I have to get soon, rid of him very soon. Oh my god! See, like that, you need the Raz money to get rid of him more more than uh, Mount, probably. Yeah, I mean, maybe I just do like Raz, Rico, and Mount for like Doc, Son, and Lucas, and I'm just like so happy. I'd probably save and then do that. Yeah, maybe. Just because, like, Chelsea are home, West Ham, City are still at Newcastle with Jesus, still good. And you don't have to start Rico. He's a waste bearer, so. PV, I get PVA in or something. Yeah, and yeah, and then next week at least a triple move, maybe a quadruple move with I don't know. those guys. That seems good. So I'll just get another red arrow, Grant. Cool. Ah. Yeah, I can't wait. All right, all right, all right. All right. Check us out. NFMLFL.com. Follow us on Twitter on NFMLFL. Subscribe, rate, review, and cheers.